Well, good morning to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being here today. It's good that we've come together to uh, worship our Lord, to offer our praise His way, to know and understand His presence for our lives, and to consider important things for each of our lives, to consider the love that God has for us and how that love has the opportunity then to, to, um, to translate into everyday life, uh, particularly as it relates to, uh, to our families. And so today we uh, consider, continue to consider what it means to construct our homes on the sure foundation of God's love for us. One of my uh, favorite scenes from the movie Wedding Crashers is where uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are placing a wager on what scripture will be read at the wedding that they uh, find themselves at at, the, uh, at that exact moment. Vaughn puts his money on uh, 1 Corinthians 13, while uh, Owen Wilson doubles down on uh, Colossians uh, 3.12. I had to laugh because when it comes right down to it, and, and, and the, when you consider readings at, at weddings, it, it usually does uh, evolve into either 1 Corinthians 13, or uh, Colossians 3. As we said last week, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is not often chosen because couples have the idea that it's always read at weddings, and they don't want to, um, to do what everybody else has done. And because of that, 1 Corinthians 13 is not read much at all. Colossians 3, on the other hand, it's read all the time. Wilson ended up uh, winning his bet. I could have told him which one uh, they would have read at that wedding. Put in context, Colossians 3, verses 12 through 17 is written to the church. That's really Paul's main intent. It is a wonderful passage about how the church is to conduct itself, how the church is to relate to one another. Colossians 3, 12 through 17 offers great insight into how those who are a part of church are to relate to one another. I think that uh, this great passage from Colossians 3 also speaks to any relationship, not just relationships uh, at the church, but um, all relationships, and particularly those that are found in family. Colossians 3, 12 through 17 not only defines love, but encourages those who read it to put that love into action. So let's read then this wonderful passage from Colossians 3, verses 12 through 17. Let's hear this from God's Word. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any one of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. 
Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This is God's Word. May it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us as we hear this Word read and as we seek now to take our lives and apply them to this Word. May God bless us all. Every morning, among many things that go on, we, we choose what we're going to wear for the day. We, we consider in choosing our clothing what we'll be doing during the day, whether we will be inside or outside, whether we need to dress up or whether we need to dress down. You, uh, you certainly wouldn't want to wear a pair of shorts in the dead of winter, although we do have one young person who is a part of the church here that wears shorts the whole year round. The couple on the screen, is, uh, they, they find themselves uh, dressed uh, for some sort of formal occasion. They undoubtedly are going to attend an event where such attire is assumed, and if it's not assumed, then it's required. You certainly wouldn't want to show up at, at that kind of event with a pair of jeans and, and a simple pullover. You just wouldn't, you'd want to be dressed more like these, uh, these two are. The important thing here is that we all have a choice in regard to what we will wear. Everybody has their own style. What we wear makes a statement. We're able to express ourselves by what we put on. Our individual individuality comes shining through. In uh, Colossians 3, 12 and following, Paul uses an interesting image in helping us understand how we might best relate to each other. He uses the image of putting on clothes. Paul uses the analogy of getting dressed. In effect, he's saying that there are certain things that need to be a part of our relationship wardrobe. As we have already said, every morning we, we choose to... to uh, to put on what we will wear for the day. There's some intentionality about that. Now, we've done this enough times that we just don't stand and stare at what's in the closet, but there is some intentionality of what we will eventually put on. Paul in, encourages us about having the same intentionality when it comes to putting on those traits that make for strong relationships. In Colossians 3, 12 and following, Paul makes another one of his lists. Last week, we, we studied the first eight verses of 1 Corinthians 13 and found Paul listing 15 characteristics of what love is and what love isn't. His effort was to offer a, a compre comprehensive definition of love. In Colossians 3, Paul's interest was to get the rubber hitting the road. Instead of just defining things, 
Paul's interest is to, to, to get things uh, to the place where, where they begin to be lived out. Paul's every desire was to encourage the people who were a part of the church in, in Colossae to live out their love for one another in very tangible and practical ways. In other words, to love putting the, the rubber where it, where it meets the road. As I said earlier, I've always viewed that what Paul writes here in Colossians 3 is apropos not only for the church, but for every relationship, and particularly for those we have in family. The list Paul offers in Colossians 3 talks of, of things that we, we put on, things that we clothe ourselves with, and this image is a, is a strong one. So let's hear a little bit about that list. First, Paul shares that we need to, to put on compassion. It's a wonderful thing to stand with another person. No one should feel as, as though they are an island unto themselves, particularly in our families. We're in this together is a, is a right disposition for every family. We need to show compassion. We also need to, to put on kindness. You remember a, a few years back when we talked about uh, doing random acts of kindness. It's just sort of a, a phrase that we repeated often, and in, in a lot of instances, we, uh, we found ourselves following up on random acts of kindness. Those acts, whenever they were done, whenever they are done, are not without effect. Nothing signals love and support like kindness. The sky's the limit when it, when it comes to such things. We need to be creative in the ways that we are kind to one another. Paul encourages us to, to put on humility, to clothe ourselves in humility. Paul puts it well in another one of his letters, this time to the church in Philippi. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, we find do not do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. We do well to remember that when it comes to family, to put the other as the other's interests as more important than even our own. None of us are the, are the center of the universe, and that certainly is the case when it comes to family. We need to engage one another with humility. And as Paul puts it, we, uh, we need to clothe ourselves in the same. Paul also says that we need to put on gentleness. A, a gentle spirit breeds peace. It provides a, a safe place where, where everyone can can grow and prosper. Gentleness is just that way. Gentleness pr promotes an environment where, where those involved aren't waiting for the next storm to brew. Gentleness just breeds a, a peace that brings a health to family. We're also to put on patience. Being patient 
seeks to bear with another, even when everything in us screams to do otherwise. Now, we all know that in family, patience can wear awfully thin. I can't take it any longer is an oft-repeated phrase, and if it's not spoken out loud, we're certainly thinking it. If anything, when it comes to family, we're all in it for the long haul. We do well to stay patient and to, to, to go along with the flow of the journey, to enjoy the journey, if you will. We need to stay patient with those with whom we find ourselves in family. We also need to put on forgiveness. Now, Paul heretofore has just been listing these, just sort of rapid fire, you know, these, these very characteristics that we need to, to put on. But when it comes to forgiveness, he, he, he does say, you know, put on forgiveness, to, to clothe ourselves in forgiveness, but he, but he lingers there. He knows that, that forgiveness is critical to every relationship, and it's particularly important in family. Paul calls on us to bear with one another and to offer forgiveness whenever we have a, a grievance against somebody. We are to forgive as we have been forgiven, which brings to mind the, the, the grand forgiveness that we experience on account of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are to put on forgiveness. And then Paul brings things to, uh, to a crescendo. He says, above all things, put on love. We are to clothe ourselves in love. He sees love as the, the very thing that binds everything together in perfect harmony. When it comes to love, Cheryl and I have, have viewed that as our highest calling. Through it all, it has been the, the very thing that has bound us together. Love has been that important, that critical, and that very much in place. Love has been the very thing upon which our home has been built. And indeed, we've been talking about home construction. We've talked about the foundation of every home being that most important thing upon which the home is built, and we found love to be that important foundation as, as we've sought to uh, construct our home life. Regarding the boys, we always wanted to, to do everything, everything in our power to make sure that both Brian and John knew that there were at least two people on the face of this earth that love them very deeply. Win or lose, whatever the grade, rough seas or calm, I pray the boys knew that they were always loved. I also pray that their, their kids know the same. I'll often uh, ask our, our youngest grandson uh, here in, in, in Louisville, our, our good buddy Owen, I'll ask him, you know who loves you, don't you? And immediately he'll respond, Gigi. And I begin to think, what am I, chopped liver? He's, he's thinking about Cheryl all the time. Oh, well, I love him 
anyway. And now as he's gotten older, we're kind of teasing about that anyway. Our faith calls us to love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. Our faith also calls us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That starts at home and then branches out from there. You know, I've said so often, if I, uh, if I cannot be a Christian at home, then I have no business being a Christian anywhere else. You, you and I will have to ad- admit that we are more ourselves at home than we are any other place, for better and for worse. When, when it comes to family, what you see is what you get. It's just the way it is over time. During COVID, the, the masks that we wore covered up at least half our faces. You know, there were some times where it was hard for me to recognize who I was talking with. Masks have a way of, of covering up who we are. And I'm not talking about N95s. I'm, I'm talking about the sort of masks that we regularly put on that, 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 that shield us from, from really being uh, who we are, really expressing who we actually are. Masks have a way of covering up that very thing. At home, we're not so much into to wearing masks. We're more ourselves for good and for bad. That's all the more reason to heed Paul's call to put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. You and I both know that when it, when it comes to family, things can get awfully parched. Sometimes it can feel as though a, a, a desert wasteland. At times, marriage can, can, can seem like nothing more than just a, a business partnership. And for some, it is a matter of one battle right after another. The expectations that we place on our kids can be enormous. Expecting more than they can deliver can, can leave them exasperated, just sort of parched and, and dried up. When you, when you layer in the, the pressures and the dysfunction of extended family, it's sometimes more than we can take. Let's admit it. There's there's all sorts of stuff that swirls when you, when you begin to consider extended family. Divided allegiances also take their toil and, and add in to this, this parched land that, we sometimes, that, that sometimes happens in family. All of us are pulled, pulled in, in, in so many different directions that it's sometimes hard to keep our sights set on family. Father's... Um, Stay way too busy, supposedly for the sake of the family. I'm doing this all for you is, is quoted all too often. Mothers involve themselves in, in one activity of, or, or another, again, for the sake of the family, and in particular, for the kids. In the end, moms can become so busy that they don't have time for those they're trying to support in the first place. Kids place their focus on, on other things. Now, while theirs is a time to, to explore and enjoy, whether you're a child or an adolescent, there is no excuse for refusing to participate in family. 
despite a call by God to do otherwise, we are drawn away from home rather than to it. All these things make it all the more important to intentionally put on the things Paul talks about. So what then does it take to build a a godly home? How about clothing ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and, uh, and patience? How about bearing with each other and forgiving whatever grievance we may have against the other? How about forgiving as the Lord has forgiven you? And above all, how about uh, loving one another, which binds together all things? When it comes down to it, the final test for any of our families will be whether those in our families know they are loved. It's no secret that the most pressing need in any family is love, regardless of whether a person is a parent, an adolescent, or a child. The most pressing need is love. Everyone is seeking love. In most cases, the the issue is not whether we love one another, but whether our love for one another is rightly and effectively communicated. Again, that goes back to that love language stuff that we talked about last week. We need to be able to communicate our love for one another in right fashion so that it is received and understood. We are called to love one another no matter what. In a word, we are to have the same love for one another as God's love for us. Now, nobody can can accuse me of being a fashionista. I will never be indicted for being a a, a clothes horse. I have found, and I choose my words very carefully, I have found that a simplified wardrobe takes the guesswork of of getting ready in the morning. You, You need to know that every one of my socks are the same. All I need to do is find two of them, and I've got a pair. I have just a, a few shirts that I, I put in rotation. Now, the staff's probably tired of seeing those sh- same shirts all the time. Now, I do have some for the winter, and I have some for the summer, but I, I put those few shirts into rotation. The same is true for the sweaters I wear. I have a couple of pairs of khaki pants and a couple of pairs of, of blue jeans, the shorts I wear are getting frayed, and that puts that mildly, but, but I got to tell you, they are oh so comfortable. Now, all this simply drives Cheryl crazy, particularly the shorts, but such is the life of a simplified wardrobe. You've heard it said that uh, clothes make the person. That's uh, certainly true if that includes Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love. These are the things that we need to intentionally put on. These are the things that, that intentionally and regularly we, we need to clothe ourselves with. And by so doing, our relationships 
will be stronger, our families will be more healthy, and our God will be glorified. His love, evident in us, His love working through us to the end that our families indeed are built upon a sure foundation of love. And from there, all the rest is built. Let's resolve then, with God's help, to be rightly clothed. It's going to take some intention on our parts to clothe ourselves with these characteristics that we've talked about today so that our families indeed are a reflection of the very things that God would have us to have in play when it comes to family. So we humbly approach our God asking for His help, for His empowerment, even His enablement to to help us to be intentional, to help us to have right focus, and to put on the very things that He would have us to wear in family and wherever else we may be found. Let's pray together. God, thank you very much for calling us to be in family. God, thank you for you being in the midst of our families. We pray, Lord, that we heed your instruction. We pray that we put on those very characteristics that build the sort of home life that you would have us to to display each and every day. God, we pray that we not just talk about love, but that we find ourselves uh, actually loving in very practical and, and, and important, significant ways. Lord, thank you for the awesome challenge that is family. Thank you for meeting us in the mix of that challenge. Lord, thank you for the wonderful joy that is family. We pray that uh, we are drawn closer together and that the very thing that, that binds us together, your love, would indeed draw us closer to one another to the end that you gain all the praise and glory. Thanks, God, for blessing us in your love. Thank you for being present in our families. Thank you for molding and shaping us to the end that our homes are constructed as you would have them to be. This prayer we make in the name of Christ, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen.